Happy World Goddess Day. I am your host, Bridget, aka Raven Moonshadow, and you are listening to The Nest on Cauldron FM. This broadcast is the second of two interviews that I conducted for World Goddess Day today, September 6th, 2015. Without further ado, I give you the second interview in this two interview series. I am sitting here online with Nakaya Seeds owner and creator of the Red Moon Mystery School, priestess, uh, shamanic practitioner, and co-author of the book Moon Mysteries. Um, Nakaya is also a beekeeper, an ordained spiritual minister, and ceremonialist, and an all-around amazing, amazing goddess of a woman. Welcome to the show. Hello, thank you. So I'm so excited to get to talk to you about um, your path, a little bit about your path and, and chat about World Goddess Day, which is uh, the whole um, premise of, of today's show. So we're going to talk about that. And um, I want to hear about, well, I want to hear about you. So if you want to expand upon the mini bio I gave, uh, let's do that first. <laughs> oh, goodness. Um well, thank you so much for the kind words. Um, <clears throat> it feels like the the little mini bio is um, ever growing, changing, expanding, um, and unfolding for me as I kind of wander this pathway through life. I don't really know what else much to say about it other than that I absolutely love what I do, and it's such a blessing for me to be able to sort of take the culmination of my years of working with the divine feminine and working with women and putting it all into the the mystery school that I launched in January. And I have to say that's, I I think to date, my most joyful offering. So tell me about, because I didn't mention this, um, but tell me about um, the Red Drum workshop that you, or well, Tell our listeners about the Red Drum Workshop that you do. Uh, is it just for women? Um, you know, tell us uh, tell us about how you know, how the Red Drum came up for you. Um, I find that it seems to be, for me at least, because I took the workshop from you, is uh, very very important for me in my spiritual work. So, um, if you could just kind of give our listeners some insight about the Red Drum Workshop. Sure, I'd be delighted to. And you know, I. I... It's interesting you brought up the red drum because really the red drum is where where this sort of all began. And um, if I could, I'll go back a little bit and just share a little bit about it was in my first year of my shamanic apprenticeship that the image of um, of red came forward to, for me. We were we were making drums and um, we were to journey to ask for information. And as part of that information that came forward for me, the color red as a color of the divine feminine was a really profound part of that journey for me. The second part of that journey was that our teacher showed us how to string our drums and I strung my drum and made it and looked up to only find that most of the people in the classroom were still struggling with their first few holes. And it was as if this um, divine knowing, remembering was coming through me of, of how to make drums, how to lace them. It just seemed very natural. And I took to it like, you know, a fish to water. And then I was able to sort of help every, everybody else in the classroom. And, and then as I 
unfolded into my shamanic work and the divine feminine and the color red. And, you know, if you'll, if anyone visits my websites, they'll see it's red moon, everything, red moon designs, red moon pathways, red moon mystery school. And the red drum is again, another unfolding of that piece of work. So the red drum workshops, again, um, actually I have to thank Annie Dolce of sacred pregnancy for this, who approached me and said, you know, it's really great that you offer these in-person red drum workshops, but you know, do you think you could, you know, create one that would be online so that more women have the opportunity to create a red drum with you? And I thought about it for for a good chunk of time and went, you know, I think it's possible. Uh, the idea of taking something that had been so in-person and then creating it online at first seemed like this huge hurdle, and then it just all unfolded in this beautiful way. And so now I have the um, ability to share with women all over the world the opportunity to create their own red drum. The red is the color of so many things, the color of the goddess, the color of menstrual blood and birthing blood. And for me, it's really the epitome of the divine feminine. And so the reason why I only have women do red drums is well, I suppose for obvious reasons that it is part of our reclaiming of that, that part of ourselves that is very divine. And when we craft a sacred tool made by our own hands, uh, dyed in, uh, we use beet juice and I provide a little package of plant-based uh, powdered dye that gets put into the mix. And, and we really set our intentions over the, the dyeing process and creation of a red drum it really changes. It's like an, it's like alchemy. It's, it's, there's a little bit of magic that happens there. And so, yeah, it's become this really beautiful offering. And, and then of course that again unfolded into the creation of the red moon, the red drum carriers, which was not coined by me, but um, a woman who posted on my Facebook page and said, I feel so grateful to be a red drum carrier. And I went, oh, that's, really amazing that you think that, you know, I think I'm going to go with that. What do you think? And she just got excited. And then the next thing you know, I launched a Facebook page called Red Drum Carriers. And every woman who has made a red drum is welcome to join, regardless of whether she made that drum with me or on her own. If a woman finds that page and she is a red drum carrier, all she has to do is ask to join and she is accepted. That's fabulous. I know I can I can say from experience I love the making of my red uh, my red drum and I'm very proud of the fact that I'm a red drum carrier. Um, you know, amongst this amazing community of women, um, and I found so many different ways to bring that into uh, my own personal um, path and my spiritual path, and it's you know it's just been uh, utterly incredible. Um, I recently used it at a wedding that I presided over, so for me that was like an amazing experience. So I'm so delighted, um, you know, that, that you're able to offer this more than just in person, because I know, I, I don't think I could have afforded the flight. <laughs> <laughs> a little more expensive, yes. A little more expensive, but that's okay. Um, so, um, World Goddess Day, September 6th, um, what do you have in mind? What are you are you planning anything? Are you going to be doing anything to celebrate the goddess? Gosh, you know, in so many ways, I feel that you know, and I, I talk about this to my students as well. You know, it's every day. Every day is an offering to her. Every day is a an opportunity to 
to celebrate. And of course, I think it's fantastic that we have this World Goddess Day. It's a Sunday, which is fantastic. Everyone's home. Um, you know, I can, uh, any excuse for me to bake something yummy is, you know, I'm, I'm all over that. So I imagine there'll be something really delicious baked, probably sweet, given my sweet tooth. And although my kids are getting older now and not so interested in these things, you know, we all, we all really like to, to futz about with family altars. So, you know, I imagine there'll be some sort of altar created. Lord knows I have enough goddess images and statues around the house. Uh, I think it would be really fun to put together an altar with every single goddess statue that I have. Um, I have this vision for it. So, um, yeah, you know, simple magic is sometimes the most profound. I imagine it will be very simple and uh, very family oriented. Awesome. I, I think I'd like to see a picture of that, uh, that altar if you get it set up with all of your goddess statues. I think that'd be pretty stellar. <laughs> I'll do that. <laughs> it might take me a while. <clears throat> I'll, be, I'll be looking for it on Facebook. Um, <laughs> so, speaking of the goddess, any particular goddess that speaks to you, um, you know, whether through your priestess work or just in general on a personal level? Yeah, yeah, well, I have a few that I adore, and they seem to adore me back. Um, when I first started on my priestess path, the goddess that I worked very intensely with, I would say for over a decade, was the goddess Inanna. And her related sisters, uh, Ashtoreth, they're, they're Sumerian goddesses. And there's something that I had always suspected that linked me to them, although I had really no... Um, connection through my family line, you know, we are, weren't really able to sort of determine how far back our family line went, you know, with sort of new oil, I, Irish on one side, Ukrainian on the other uh, from Romania. But uh, my husband bought me one of those fancy DNA tests a few years ago for my birthday. And lo and behold, as I had suspected, my ancestors at, at certain times in, in our history, as we migrated to Europe um, out of Africa, there was a significant amount of time spent in that part of the world. So through the Mediterranean and Turkey and, and all those, that whole area there. So that was a really confirming thing for me, particularly around the, the goddess Inanna. But I have to say, over the last few years, I've really been loving the heart-centered place that Mary Magdalene holds for me. And she's really making an emergence with women these days in a really a really profound way that is very new and it's a softening and it almost seems like we've come through this intense feminist uh, period where we really needed to be very hard we really needed to sort of invoke that warrior aspect of ourselves you know calling on Sekhmet and you know some of the more fierce goddesses the more again you know we really needed to embody the the Kali if you will and and now in in some ways it feels like there's this sort of heart heart opening that's happening for us we're sort of softening a little into um the fact that we have choices around motherhood that you know actually choosing to be a mother and staying home is a feminist choice in a way that it really wasn't for a long time. So I'm loving Mary Magdalene and, you know, maybe some may not think of her as a goddess, but I do. Um, 
Well, and at risk of waxing poetic for ages and ages, I'll, I guess I'll stop there. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's okay. Um, and I think you're right. I, I, I think for many women, um, I think Mary Magdalene does show as a goddess. Um, I think she's probably been severely underplayed in uh, many religions, but she is, she is a great one, you know, amongst many, many. Um, so I, I find that fascinating, actually, very fascinating. Um, so let's talk about goddess music. Let's, let's move on to some goddess music. Um, any favorites that you have there? You know, goddess inspired, you know, or is it something that you've created yourself? Oh, goodness. Well, <clears throat> right now, I am really excited about, well, excited and sad. So um, there is the most beautiful song. You can see it on YouTube, and it's by a woman who, her name is Nicole. I, please forgive me if anyone who knows her, and I'm killing her last name. I think her last name is Sangsuri. And so her name is Nicole Sangsuri, and she has created the most stunning version of Earth, My Body. And um, I, I was given this song uh, as a download, um, free download, and the minute I heard it, I, well, I had to hear it again and again and again and again. And so I recently created this little video with my son, um, you know, about the mystery school and my offerings and um, Nicole Sangsri's song, Grace Fat Video, and it has been such a blessing. Uh, so sadly, Nicole died. She was in Thailand doing the most amazing work. She's She's been creating an international foundation for women, um, of which I wish I knew more about. And she was sadly uh, struck down by a car and, and killed, but her, oh, her music is just very powerful. Her message, gorgeous. Um, Earth My Body is such a classic goddess chant, and I really just can't get enough of her version of it. Um so that's sort of what I'm listening to right now. I know it's only one song, but I also really am loving um, Florence and the Machine. Uh, does that count as goddess? <laughs> <laughs> it can. Man, Florence, she's a goddess, I think. We'll just put her in that status. <laughs> I would definitely say the goddess is definitely reawakening, I think, in many of us. So, mm -hmm. so yes, I, I think Florence counts as, as a goddess. Oh, good. I find her, her, I just, I guess I have a thing for sort of that haunting music, uh, you know, and then, you know, it seems like there's a lot of really powerful music coming out of the Netherlands and um, Sweden in Iceland, you know, of course, well, Iceland's always made the most incredible music. We have Bjork to thank for, for our recognition of that, but, um, and, you know, also because of YouTube, there's just so much coming out of there. And I find I sink into those those songs and chants. I don't even need to know the words they're speaking. There's something very evocative and ancient about listening to goddess chants or music that is in a language you don't speak. Uh, I think it allows us to kind of get out of our own way and really sit in the song without without that mind chatter of lyrics. Definitely think you're absolutely right on that one. Um, any others? You have any other people that strike a chord? Anything that comes to the top of your head? Um, well, you know, I have some, some CDs, um, but 
<laughs> they're all you know, like compilations of goddess goddess women who've come together to create you know circle round is one of my favorites um huh yeah you know a lot of my goddessy music is very um compilation-y so I'm, I'm afraid I'm not really of much use there I'm still listening to the Indigo Girls and Ani DeFranco good gracious <laughs> So I want to talk a little bit about your Red Moon Mystery School because you are helping women who feel called to reawaken uh, the priestess and step forward into that role of priestess that um, some feel have fallen by the wayside. Um, I know I was actually approached by someone who said, are there still priestesses alive and, and working and doing, you know, and doing the work? And I remember responding saying, absolutely, yes, we're here, we're everywhere. So can you tell me a little bit about the, you know, the reawakening of, of the priestess and helping women, um, you know, walk through that? Yeah, well, it, it is an interesting subject and one that, as you know, even within our group, there's been, you know, conversations about because everyone sort of has their own understanding or you know they come to that word with their own history and background and you know some women automatically take to the word priestess you know absolutely this is so exciting you know so glad to be you know really reclaiming this word and working with it and looking for a deeper understanding of it and others kind of go oh god it's just so new age or metaphysical or you know there's sort of this sort of Mm, uncomfortableness around the word sort of like who are we to call ourselves priestesses and you know isn't that an ancient thing but really for me again it just kind of comes down to language you know when when really pressed to describe the type of embodiment of the work that I do and offer to the world and the women who come to work with me there really kind of isn't a better word for it it's yes a powerful word and and a soft word at the same time. So the I guess the interesting thing about the work that I do is that through my own spiritual, oh, I like to use the word unfolding because it's, uh, well, it never really stops, so I'm still unfolding. The unfolding of the mystery school or the, the priestess aspect of what I do had everything to do with my intense shamanic apprenticeship over the course of many years leading to my initiation. And, <clears throat> excuse me, the realization in my initiating year that I was sort of still walking two paths, the path of the priestess and the path of, of the shaman. And, and my spirit guide said, you know, enough of these labels. You know, it doesn't really matter what you call yourself, that what matters is the pathway you're walking. And you're walking on two paths and they need to merge or you're going to fall off of both of them. And that really wasn't an option for me. The idea of falling off both was really not going to work for me. So the combination of working with our spirit guides in the shamanic realm and walking the priestess path, well, it's my life's work. It's what it's what's kind of come together for me as an offering. And um, <clears throat> yeah, the women who come, yourself, you know, they women join me, they're already priestesses. They just, they're just re-remembering that, that part of themselves. So really it's, it's an unfolding for everyone. And, uh, I don't know what else to say about it. Really. It's, it's very powerful, very profound work for each of the women who come 
to, you know, really knuckle down to it. So there's a lot of uh, goddess work involved as well, which um, I know I'm loving about, uh, you know, about the monthly work. There's a lot of, uh, a lot of goddess work, you know, goddess reading. And um, it's, you know, it's, I guess it's nice to be reminded that, uh, you know, that she's always there. So for anyone looking for information regarding your Red Moon Mystery School, Red Drum Workshops, where can they find you? Well, uh, redmoonpathways.com has links to all of my offerings. And so that's a really good landing place, redmoonpathways.com. But redmoonmysteryschool.com is the school. And although I don't think there's uh, links that lead out from the school to the other offerings that I have in the world, uh, if you're interested in the school, that may be just where, where folks want to land to check it out. And and yes, there's a huge component of the goddess. Absolutely. The goddess serves in her many forms as an inspiration and launching point for our own lives. So I'm I'm a big fan. Well, I want to thank you so much for, you know, joining me um, so we could talk about World Goddess Day, um, the work that you're doing and putting out to the world. Um, which is amazing because it's not just something you're putting out there. You're impacting other women who are able to then go out and, and further the work as well. Um, so this has actually been really fun to sit down and get to interview you. Yes, it has been. Thank you so much. All right. Well, um, we're going to wrap up the interview, and then um, I will chat with you in just a second. Okay, great. Thank you so much. That was Nakaya Seeds, owner-operator of Red Moon Mystery School. And as Nakaya had mentioned earlier, here is the version of Earth My Body by Nicole Sangsuri. Earth my body, water my blood, air my breath and fire my spirit. Earth my body, water my blood Air my breath and fire my spirit I like to sing to the earth, I like to hold her She likes to sing to me, she likes to hold me Carry fistfuls of leaves I make love to the breeze I carry fistfuls of bones I trust they will lead me home I carry grief on my wings I know I carry Many turns of this moon My women have suffered wounds But my grandmother's with me 
And my grandchildren are here The rose, the crow, and the deer I am surrounded by light The light of stories I need to quiet my mind I need to listen We are surrounded by light The light of stories We need to quiet our minds We need to listen Earth my body Water my body Air my breath And fire my spirit Earth my body Water my spirit Earth my body Earth my body Water my blood Air my breath And fire That brings us to the end of today's show. I want to thank you for tuning in for Cauldron FM and The Nest. I am Raven Moonshadow. Blessed be.